when I look back at uh, the time that I as a practitioner have spent in what we call Zen practice, it is quite uh, appalling to oneself looking back and seeing all those many mistakes that one has made during that time. However, the older we get, the more we realize that those mistakes are necessary. Sometimes they are just necessary for gaining some more clarity. Sometimes they are even necessary to awaken more, to be clearer, to be for sure less fixated. So when you do Zazen, sometimes you follow your breath, you follow the physical manifestation of the activity of Dharma, which is what makes your body remain alive. Your heart is beating. Already here you have expansion, contraction, expansion, contraction, and in between a little very short rest. The mutually opposing activities of contraction and expansion are manifest in many of your bodily functions. Heartbeat is one. Breath, of course, is another one. We select breathing and our breath as an instrument in our tuning into this activity of Dharma by following the principles of Susokan, Susokakan. the counting of the breath, the following of the breath. It is easier to do that than with your heartbeat because the heartbeat, of course, is not subject to your willful influence. However, breathing, of course, we can willfully, intentionally work on our breath. Sometimes that willfulness can be a hindrance. Sometimes it can be helpful. The instructions that we receive that are very basic about inhalation and exhalation are what we follow when we engage in that practice of susokan. That said, it's not a technique. It is not just counting this or that way on the in-breath or on the out-breath. It is also not that we could definitively say counting on the out-breath is right and counting on the in-breath is not right. These are all just dualistic ideas 
that of course is the actual topic of our paying full attention to the breath and becoming part of it. When your breath just happens without your willful attention, when your breathing just naturally unfolds, there is no right, there is no wrong. There is no in and there is no out. All that is manifest is the activity of Dharma, manifesting as the activity of change. It happens to be true that our breath is a very good reflection of how nimble, how flexible, how pliable our psyche is, how our setup of a personality is, how our history as an individual is. Some people are born with incredible flexibility. Others go through times of growing up with enormous difficulties and still emerge very pliable, very flexible, very natural. What seems to be the case though is that often we find ourselves hung up on this or that, on the past, with the past experience, on hopes for the future, on fears based in the past and anticipated in what is going or might happen. These attachments, these conditions that we create, of course, play out in the breath. The openness of our heart is fully manifest in our breathing. When our hearts are closed and when it feels like a stone or a fist clenched, you will feel that in your breathing. Sometimes you will feel when your energy rises just in your neck area, in the front, in the front where your thyroid is, and from there down, sometimes you might feel that tightness. flow of energy, flow of breath. And tuning into that is one of the things that naturally happen while we do Zazen. Now, of course, I hear the question coming up in the mind, what does that have to do with Buddhism? And of course, that is a legitimate question. It has as much to do with Buddhism as what the Buddha did had to do with it. As a Zen practitioner sitting here engaging in this introspective activity, in this activity of looking both inwards and outwards at the same time, 
in the making of relationship with what is. We follow the practice that the Buddha himself followed. And whatever teachings emanated from that, those teachings are called Buddhism. we gain access to these teachings and we are very careful about how we understand them and how our access to those teachings happens. Zazen practice, the practice of awakening, is a practice that allows us to grow into those teachings, not by grasping them from the outside in, but to start with our own true experience and to let that experience, that heart, that clarity illuminate the teachings. And that is a difference between Buddhism that is based on faith or even further removed from Buddhism, academic Buddhism, or sometimes even we could call it clinical Buddhism. What this makes you practice is what I would call living Buddhism. When you hear about Bodhidharma, speaking about that this tradition is a separate transmission outside of scriptures. That is the very core of what that means. Coming from the inside, illuminating everything we do everything we experience, everything we have experienced in the past, everything we will experience in the future from that awakened mind, heart, kokoro, shin, is the long and arduous practice of Zen. So it's been a little while since I sat down for my first shin. And still I can say I have not arrived anywhere. Because what this practice teaches us that there is no place to stand on. There is no destination to arrive at. Except the one thing that we learn which is the only certainty that we carry with us. And that is that all of us will join the silent majority of human beings. And that is those who have already died. While most people are frightened of death, 
our exposure to the activity of Dharma, our investigation of that activity, over time leads us to a completely different, not only acceptance, but full welcome of this activity, which of course in the end includes our own physical and personal demise as an individual. And when we practice Zazen, and when we take our Zazen spirit out into the world, into our daily activities, with the Dharma activity, always in our consciousness, in our investigative mind and heart, we will see and experience that actually dying and being reborn happens in an instant over and over again. In the traditional Buddhist literature, the number 84,000 is used to express a very, very large number. There are 84,000 little locks on the head of the Buddha. There are 84,000 pores. And according to the teachings of Tathagata Zen, this world comes into existence and dies 84,000 times each second. Sitting down like Siddhartha did. Facing that what is inconceivable in any other way. Opening up to the uncertainty of not knowing and embracing the disappearance, appearance, disappearance as the activity of Dharma is the practice of Zen. So, one breath at a time, as I always say. One breath at a time. And in all what you may have heard now, what is the most important of it? Is this just this, this very breath. 